Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. Going out to Katie. Ronnie, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hey, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a question about uh, roofing. Uh, we had a lightning strike uh, a couple of weeks ago. The house burned. And we actually have a trust system. And the builder was asking if, you know, if we would be okay with uh, them stick building uh, back. And I, I just think the, the trusses are stronger than stick build. And I wanted to get your opinion on that. It, it all depends on how they stick build it. Because they, they could build trusses in place the same way stick uh, uh, they could stick build back the same way the trusses were built, and it would have every bit as much strength. You know, the biggest difference between the truss system and, and the stick built is the fact that it's built off-site. They can bring them in, set them up, and it's done. How bad a fire was it? I mean, was the roof just destroyed and gone and everything's got to be rebuilt, or are we just talking about a small section? No, the entire truss system would have to be redone because it, it alligated the wood from front to back. The, the fire was mainly in the attic. Okay. Then you could go either way. Uh, if you're never going to use the attic for any, you know, uh, a lot of storage or changing it for uh, building another room up there or anything like, like that, uh, you could just as easily go back with a, another truss system and, and be done with it. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with building it in place. Okay, thank you very much. That's what I needed. Appreciate now, it. one quick note. If they build it in place, tell them you want it engineered. Okay. That that way it, right. it's built to the strength it needs. Okay, thank you very much for answering You my bet. Question. Take care. Kevin, how are you today? I'm fine. How about you? I'm doing great. <laughs> Good. Uh, we're looking at replacing commodes in the bathrooms, and there's a couple of details that I've never really asked before, but I'd like to know the right way to do this. Now, I'm going to have a plumber install. Okay. So the first question is, does the commode sit on the cement floor or does it sit on the tile? Depends on how the the tile was put in because in some cases – if the if the toilet was already there, the tile guys would come in and just tile around it. In most cases, though, the tile would go in first and then the toilet is set. Okay. So if there's no tile there now and it's sitting on the cement, then that shouldn't be a problem, right? Not at all. Are, are you okay. going to tile, though? Well, the, the bathrooms are already tiled. Oh, and okay. I believe, I believe, I want to say that one of them is sitting on the tile and the other one's not. So I just wanted to find out if I needed to do something along well, those lines. Your yeah. bigger problem is going to be finding one that matches where the tile was around the toilet. That could be a real problem because all the different brands have different base sizes and stuff. So is it? Well, it has a standard opening, right, for all the, the commodes. The, the, the pipe is a standard, but the, the base, you know, that uh, around that pipe, 
the, you know, where the toilet co uh, comes down and flares out and sits on the floor, that is not standard. Okay, so let me qualify that. I think I know. I think I, I missed the point. Both of the commodes sit on tile that goes all the way to the opening. Oh, okay. In one case, yeah. yeah, so it shouldn't be, that shouldn't be. That sh you should have okay, no problem at all then. Okay, so the, the other questions I have are, um, I've had that, that metal gasket ring replaced once. And a few years ago, I, ha I pulled it out because it was a leak. I put a, a wax seal in there. And I've seen recently on some home improvement shows where there's a different type of rubber gasket seal that uh, yeah, would be neoprene used in place one. of that. Is, uh, what do you think of that? I love them. Those, those neoprene ones, they work really good. And especially if you got a, a one where it's a toilet that tends to act up a lot, you know, where it, it'll wobble every now and then, the wax rings will always leak. If it ever, if the toilet ever moves, the wax ring's going to leak. Those neoprene oh, ones, yeah. they have expansion and, and to them. And so uh, once that's in there, uh, you're, you're good. You don't have to worry about it. Are those available at just your box stores as well? You know, for a while there they were. I'm not sure if they still are, uh, but some of the, some of the plumbing supply houses do carry them. I hear the music in the background. What's the the normal height? 16 inches from the floor up for the for the height of the commode. I mean, is it does it pay to go higher or lower? Yes, go I, higher. I, they make one that's in between the uh, the ADA and you know the standard there's one that's called kind of a comfort height go with that those those are much better that's what that's what i always go with paul and conroe what can i do for you hey young man how are you i'm wonderful how about you oh everything's lovely listen i am looking at building a house and in the subdivision we're building it's got to be a mediterranean type so we got to have a tile roof okay I've never dealt with that, and I know it's a, quite a bit of weight. So is there a synthetic alternative, or are the tiles better? Or? Well, there are synthetic um, products that are, are available, you know, man-made materials. Uh, I actually have one on my own house that looks like tile, but it's made out of asphalt shingle. Uh, but, you know... The tile itself, to be honest with you, is just it's it's heavier, but it's it's not so heavy that you need to be worried about it. So basically, you're saying if uh, you know if you had a choice, just go ahead with the uh, with the regular tile. Yep. And yeah, I, I had okay. a, a I had a house that had the the, the regular tile on it, and uh, man, that that stuff is is really good as long as you don't go up there and walk on it. You want right. to stay, yeah, you want to stay off of it. Uh, but once it's on there, uh, you know, unless somebody goes up and does something stupid on it or you have, uh, you know, a hurricane come in or something like that, uh, you don't have an issue. But I, I went through a hurricane in that house one time with that tile on it. I lived in Pearland, and that was when Alicia came in. And mm -hmm. I had a, a few tiles that stood stood up. Other than that, no issues. It, it really it it weathered the storm great. 
right. The uh, next question is also, you know, these houses to to you know fit the profile of the HOA, you've got to have like say stucco when they're doing that. I don't know what you call it, the styrofoam, ephus. Which I'm not crazy about that. Is it better the regular stucco or the? Without question, regular stucco is better. Okay. The problem with the EFIS stuff is it it gets wet behind it and just starts rotting all the wood out. And the way a regular stucco is put on, you got a, a moisture barrier, you got your initial layer, then you got a scratch coat, then the finish coat. Uh, the layers protect it. The EFIS is, is just such a lightweight product. It's been a problem since the day they came out with it. And before you make your final decision on which way you, you're going to build it, talk to your insurance company and see how the rates are going to be on EFIS versus stucco. Okay. All right. And then I guess one more question. Uh, insulation blown in, I mean, uh, uh, spray foam. Spray foam the walls, but in the attic, use a, a regular insulation. Uh, use a uh, fiberglass insulation, the bat style, so that you roll it out. Because R49 is R49, but that'll keep the house breathable where you don't have mold issues and sick home syndrome problems okay. later. Inch for inch, though, uh, the, the spray foam has the highest R value available. That's the reason I say use it in the walls. All right, we're going to head out to Willis. Bill, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Yes, sir. Uh, we live up here on Lake Conroe, and the winter hit, and I'm looking at putting in, a, I guess it's called a Generac. Yeah. Okay. What I understand, Generac just makes the system right, and different companies put it in. That is correct. Okay. So we've got a couple of them up here that advertise they can do it. Uh, now, you wouldn't know anything about a 2,100-square-foot house, how much of a propane tank it would take to run one of those. Uh, do you have propane for the rest of the house, or would you be putting it in for just that? Just that. Well, you know, they make 100-gallon tanks. It, it, it's all going to depend on how long you want it to run uh, without having to fill it up. And I'm in the process of actually getting a propane tank for my own house. And I'm looking at a, from the recommendations, 250-gallon tank. And, you know, that's, that's uh, basically the entry-level entry size on a uh, whole house system so yeah. you can get like i said smaller ones that are 100 gallon but I, I would probably recommend that 250 because if you get a hurricane you're gonna want it running for a while let's go up to umble and freddie this is jim how can i help you i was wondering if you knew where I, you're getting a lot of calls on the generac today uh i'd like to know if you know a place in umble where i can buy a propane tank i do not um, I, I will tell you when I was started looking for one for myself, mm -hmm. I, I 
I just went online and Googled propane tanks and put put my city in. Uh-huh. And then the different distributors came up because when you if you're going to have a propane tank like that, there's two things you're looking for. Somebody uh-huh. who can put the tank in and who's going to service it to, you know, fill it with propane. So you right. want to check out make sh- and those are all going to be local guys. And so you want to check them out to to make sure which one is going to service the tank best for you. The other mm-hmm. options that you need to look at is they will offer you whether you want to buy the tank or rent the tank. And if you rent the tank, you always have to buy the propane from that company. If you purchase the tank, you can always change who's putting the propane in for you based mm-hmm. on um, market pricing. So when it's time to fill it, you can call around and say, hey, what, what are you selling propane for right now? Come fill my tank. Lance and Brian, welcome to WBAP. How can I help you? Good afternoon, Jim. Um, I have a question about a P-trap in a shower that I'm renovating. I was going to use the Schluter system, but the stub pipe coming up broke at oh. that last 90. Yep. Um, that shower is against an outside wall. Is it better to tunnel from the outside to fix that or to bust the concrete around inside around the shower? Because it's a small, they just put a small hole. I can't fix anything with the existing hole. Yeah, on a shower, that the concrete's typically poured right around the pipe itself. Right. And honestly, even if you tunnel from the outside, you will end up chipping around that pipe a little bit. Uh, in order to fix it. So, quite frankly, I think you would be better off to just go ahead and take the, the base out, chip a hole about six inches in diameter, fix the pipe, and patch it back. Well, there's about a six-inch square hole there now, but I just, I guess, can I cut that hole out larger if I need to to replace it? Is that better than tunneling? Yes. Okay. And And... and Understand, you're talking to a guy who tunnels every day. Okay. Uh, well, that's why I called you. Yep. Should I go back with, like, a, a stabilized sand or anything, or just put dirt back in there? No, you don't, don't need to worry about the, the dirt. I mean, fill it back in with just whatever dirt you took out. Uh, the bigger thing, and, and I, this is one thing I want to caution you on, because everybody always wants to make these nice, clean cuts with a saw. There's nothing for the new concrete to bond to when you do that. So well, I was going to chip it out with the uh, hammer yeah, drill. And leave it rough so that when okay. you pour the new concrete in there, all those little crevices and stuff, it gives it something to bond and, and lock everything together. Okay, fantastic. Okay. I appreciate your help. You bet. You take care. Thank you. Bye. Now, I will say there are times you have to tunnel. Uh, my wife showed me... Uh, the bathtub in the master be- bedroom today, this morning, actually, that uh, our drain stopped. I knew it was I was going to have to replace it, but it, it broke this week. And, you know, th- these are the things you, you deal with when you have a, a house built in 1973. But uh, the only way I'm going to be able to fix that one is to tunnel because I don't have an access panel that I can put in to get to the drain through the access panel like you would normally for a P-trap on a tub because we've got a shower that's right up against 
that wall. So I will have to do a little tunnel on it. But like I said, if you don't have to, like on that shower, by all means, if you can avoid the tunneling, uh, I would recommend avoiding it. Air conditioning is one of those things. You've got to look at the, the home, the layout in order to decide. Now, one of the things I'm actually going to be adding on my home is I wanted to zone the house. And the only reason I'm not zoning it right now is because of all the shortages of different equipment and stuff. I can't get the zoning equipment. I, I, it, it would take me several weeks to get it. Well, that's something I can add to the system later. So I'm going ahead and having the, installing the system itself right now, and then I can zone it at a later date because, like I said, I've got a door that goes down a hall, and it's almost dead middle of the, the, the house. It almost divides the house in two square footage-wise evenly, and uh, so it just makes it an ideal way to split the house and, and zone it so that the advantage to zoning is you have, uh, well, during the day, you're not using the bedrooms. You can let the temperature go up a little bit in the bedrooms. At night, just the opposite. You lower the bedroom temperature and let the temperature in the living part of the house go up a little bit. So you're not maintaining the entire home at a lower setting. But like my wife said, our house is so energy efficient. Even though it was built in 73, I mean, I'm only running less than $200 a month on electric bill with a 17-year-old air conditioning system. I'm, I'm really expecting with this upgraded system that I'm putting in, I'm probably going to start running an electric bill of something in the 140 to 160 range, we'll say. Uh, because your air conditioning accounts for 60% of your utility bill. As an AC system ages, it becomes less efficient. Well, my system I'm replacing was a 14-ton, I mean a 14-seer system. And given the age of it, the wear that I know it had, because you could hear it, uh, it was probably operating like an 8-seer. And now I'm stepping up into an 18-seer system. It's going to make a huge difference on our utility bill. On top of that, I'm switching from electric heat, which I did have a heat pump. I do encourage heat pumps, especially if you got electric heat. Uh, I'm going to go with a, I'm going to have a propane tank put in, so I'll have gas heat now. That's going to dramatically drop my electric bills in the winter months. I don't know if, you know, if, if uh, you've ever had a house with all electric, but the cost of electric heat can take where my cooling bill is only you know $200 my heating bill is easily 400 sometimes a lot of times it it just really uses an an amazing amount of electricity just a reminder it's a huge help if you subscribe to rate and review the podcast it helps people find us I had my AC system worked on, or replaced, I shouldn't say worked on, replaced yesterday. And I went with a 18-seer variable speed, and I got to tell you, it is so nice. You know, with, with the, I, I got the uh, thermostat that is uh, 
it's almost like an iPad. I mean, it's all touch screen and you can bring the stuff up. And, you know, we install them for customers all the time. And quite frankly, I had it in a uh, condo that I had before as well. And I, I love that because you can see what the air conditioner is doing, what your humidity levels are. Uh, it I've got mine set up where it ties into the Internet so I can adjust my temperatures if I'm away from the house, which, quite frankly, I am a lot. Uh, you can look at the forecast. I mean, it's just you can look at any air messages that came up, how your filtration system is doing. It's got everything. But I love the variable speed part of it. You know, it's like my wife said this morning. She she just loves it because she wanted me to move a couple of vents in the house. And I said, no, we'll put the variable speed in. And trust me, it's going to ramp down how hard the air comes out. We're going to be more comfortable and we won't have to change anything because that air won't be just blowing hard on us. And it, it took care of everything. It is just uh, makes the house so much more comfortable. And, and the thing that kind of throws people off a lot of times is when you have a variable speed, it runs longer, but it costs less to operate. And people have a real hard concept with that, but understand it's running at a much less um, power. I guess the power levels are dropped substantially, and that's why it costs so much less to run it. You know, you're, you're typically running at 40% of what it's capable of doing. Let's head to my hometown of Pasadena. Debbie, how are you? Fine, how are you? I wanted to know about uh, the heating element in a hot water heater. Can I replace that without having to buy a new hot water heater? Absolutely. How old a water heater is it, though? I'm not sure. Well, short answer is yes. If the heating element went out... It definitely can be replaced uh, without having to buy a new water heater. The the thing is, though, if it's a really old water heater, I'm not going to recommend that. And by really old, I'm saying, you know, you, you got a, a 12 or 15-year-old water heater, replace it. it it's, it's served its life, and by the time they get that element out and, and everything hooked back up, you're likely to have problems with the water heater anyways. Okay. Okay. So just go new. Well, again, it depends on the age. If it's only say seven, eight years old, re- replace that, and and you're you're fine. But you're getting up twelve, fifteen years. It's lived its life. Change it out. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I guess that's what it's called. I watched a video uh, online, and it showed them taking that element out. And well, it said it was covered with magnesium. Okay, that that's that's uh Oh, that's not the heating element? No, that's not the heating element. That's that's oh. so that you don't get that rotten egg smell in the in the water. Uh oh shoot. We we talk about it all the time and just all of a sudden my brain is frozen on, on the name of it. Uh but yeah, and those things it doesn't matter the age of the water heater. You can replace that and be just fine because they're, they're only like $15. You unscrew it out, screw the new one in and you're, you're good to go. Okay. So that keeps the water from smelling like rotten eggs. Yep. Okay. All right. I think that's what I need. It's not really the heating element. The heating element 
from what I understood, was the bottom part. It but is. We replaced that about two years ago. It, well, and is the, is the water heating up right now? If you're getting hot water it's out of it rusted. still. The problem is it's all rusted out, and it was leaking, and, filling, you know, the garage, it was leaking all over the garage. Okay. So I complained, and my husband's trying to get it, and then he found out it's all rusted up there. Change it out. The you, cold water pipe is. Yep. That's that's time for a new water heater then. Okay. All right. Because Thanks. that where it's coming, where the cold water's coming in up there, you know, that's all steel and cast iron and stuff like that. And uh, not to cast, uh, anyways, it, it's just. Well, the house was built in 1983. Time to change it out. <laughs> okay. Yep. All righty. Take care. Jamal, how can I help you? Hey, Jim. This is Abdul calling. Uh, I'm getting ready to build a new house in North Dallas. And my concern was regarding the insulation. What would you recommend, foam insulation or just battered insulation for walls and attic? In the walls, if I'm building new construction, uh, if you mm-hmm. if you can afford to pay for it, go with the foam in the walls. In the attic, I still want to use a breathable insulation because I don't want my house fully dependent on an air conditioning system to be able to bring fresh air in. And when we seal them up completely with the foams and stuff, that's what we're doing. And you can get sick home syndrome. Now, it's a whole lot better now than it used to be. But why take the chance? And the foam insulation is substantially more expensive than going with fiberglass or cellulose or any of the others. I don't recommend cellulose. But uh, inch for inch, you're going to get a higher R value out of foam. So use it in the walls and use the less expensive methods in the attic. R49 is R49. It doesn't matter what type of insulation. What about uh, radiant barrier on the attic decking? Absolutely. Uh, on my my own house, I have uh, my roof deck with the radiant barrier on it. And I put the Energy Q radiant barrier on the attic floor. So any heat that does get in the attic... I keep it from getting down into my insulation and into my living space. So yeah, one hundred percent. So you would do you would do the actual board that comes with the radiant barrier installed on it, the OSB board that goes Correct. on it, and then you wouldn't do the the material like is they call radiant barrier, the row on the uh, on the studs. You would do yep. that. I'd lay it down then, on the attic floor on top of my oh, you insulation. Oh, lay it down on the attic floor. Okay. Yeah, there, there, there's a certain type. That, there's a certain type that is a multi-layer radiant barrier that has a thermal break in the middle, and that's called Energy Q radiant barrier, and that's the one I would lay on the attic floor. Energy Q, Energy Q. Yep. Okay, and you would you would lay that on the floor of Correct. the attic. Yes. And then blow the insulation on top of it. Uh, no, I'd, well, you're building new. You could actually nail it uh, onto your ceiling joist and on the exterior walls prior to putting sheetrock on. And mm-hmm. it, it tremendously helps with your energy. So you would still do the foam insulation and then do a radiant barrier before the sheetrock? Yes, sir. Wow, okay. Now, as far as the, one more question, if I could. Yeah. Hot water heater, is that... Is that that much of a difference between a tankless hot water heater on gas and a regular traditional tank 
hot water heater. Your hot water heater typically accounts for 20% of your energy consumption. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can it can make a pretty big difference. Uh, I will tell you, in my personal home, I changed from tank to tankless uh, because of two reasons. One, uh, I got instant hot water and endless hot water. But two, it is cheaper to run. Uh, so why not make that change? Especially if you're building new construction, always go mm-hmm. with tankless. Always go with tankless. And you would do the inside... Uh, as to outside yes yeah i I don't care for the i don't care for the tankless outside i i want it inside because uh, february was a darn good example i can't tell you how many people's water heaters froze during that february storm and if it was inside they wouldn't have had the issue and any other recommendation you would have on a ranch versus two stories i mean is it is it better to do a ranch or better to do two stores? Any no, just go do do what you want to uh, be comfortable with. You know, as far as the style, um, are you building custom or buying track? I'm building it, so uh, okay. I'm like I'm not going crazy. Just you know, four bedroom, two baths, two right. car garage. But I will do some added features like you know, energy efficiency or hot water. You know, tankless water heater and things like yep. that. Not a track home, though. Soils test to make sure what your soils are so that the right foundation can be designed for it is critical. And, you know, a lot of times people don't want to spend the fifteen or $1,800. That is really cheap compared to having to do a foundation job later. So uh, do a soil test. Oh, okay. yeah. Without question, get a soils test done. Uh, I'm sorry, in, I took so much of your time. I'm asking so many questions. Oh, I, no, that's I, okay. I the, 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 these I, are I questions a lot of people ask. Yeah, yeah. As far as on the foam on the attic, avoid that, correct? I would avoid it. Yeah, I want want my attic to breathe. Yep. Yeah, okay. Okay, good deal. So uh, as far as energy efficiency, that should do it. That's radiant barrier on the floor and radiant barrier on the top attic uh, rafters. And, and and as far as the HVAC, does it make a difference if you put it on the hallway, like a main floor or in the attic? You know, I've got mine in in the attic. Uh, You can put one in the closet if you want. Uh, A lot of times people think it's going to make it more energy efficient to have it in air-conditioned space, and it won't make any difference at all. The only reason I ask, it's easier to access for changing filters or whatnot, plus no... It is for changing filters, but honestly, it's easier for maintenance on it if it's in the attic, because when they're in the closets... Uh, the technicians really can't get around to everything on it without doing uh, a major take-apart. In the attic, they're able to go all the way around it, remove access panels and everything. So truly, your your routine maintenance is better in the attic. And uh, honestly, attic. your filters nowadays, you're going to put a, a media-pleated filter in this thing anyways. Uh, you have an air conditioning technician come out twice a year to check the unit and have him change the filter at the same time and... You never have to mess with it. Good deal. Hey, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Jim. You bet. You have a Take great care. Show. Thank you. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.